1: don't. Welcome back to another episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. And you guys, I'm so excited for this episode because this is about a topic that is so close to my heart. Um, it's such a wonderful story with such a wonderful person attached to it. I'm so excited to welcome Sam Zimmer. Hi, Sam. Hey. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me
1: me <laughs> absolutely um just to give the confidants a little um idea of what you do is you are a dog rescue extreme badass motherfucking go-getter rescue woman dog saving queen does that yeah. kind of
2: encaps- encapsulate
1: yeah you yeah know I mean,
2: I'm I'm flanging dogs we <laughs> pick them up we trap them chase them feed them uh, dress them up take their picture anything to get them adopted oh my gosh (laughs) so
1: i actually found sam on tiktok her handle is at street life to the sweet life and you kept coming up on my for you page because number one i am a foster dog mom i am obsessed with like the broken sick dirty Mm -hmm. ones that like nobody wants and I went home. So it's very easy for me to foster. Um, but because I have such a travel lifestyle, it's hard for me to say like, I'll keep one. Plus I feel Mm -hmm. like the more I foster, the more I have room to save more. So that's like the mentality I go into it with. Definitely. When I came across your page, I was like, Oh shit, (laughs) this chick is on another level with your rescue and ability to Like change the game of like overpopulation of dogs. Like, Mm -hmm. can you tell me just a little bit about what the problem is and how you got involved in rescuing?
2: Yeah, so I've been rescuing dogs since 2012 in Houston, and I got involved just because we started transporting dogs. So people would say this dog needs a ride from, you know, Nacogdoches to Houston in order to get it to its foster. So we started doing that. My dad and I. And then um, it really started whenever I saw this little dog at a Walmart and I couldn't catch it. And so that's when I got my first trap. And if you've ever trapped dogs, it's the most addicting thing ever, waiting for the trap to shut. Yeah, and you know, right when the door shuts, the dog is, life has completely changed.
0: So it may
2: be, you know, reuniting it with the family that's been missing it for a while or finally getting it off the street. So, well, I um, wanted to stop really
1: quick before you keep going, because I, when I looked at your profile and you talked about Houston and the amount of dogs that are running free, I almost didn't believe it. I was like, what do you mean? There's just a bunch of dogs roaming the street. This is like a serious problem.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's parts of town where it's not uncommon for everybody to see, 10 to 15 dogs in a pack running around oh my God. if there's a female in heat you're going to see a ton of dogs <gasps> and there's just not enough resources here for people to get their animals fixed there's a huge backyard breeding problem Oof. and um animal controls not picking them up faster than they're creating procreating. Right. so there's just dogs i mean there's parts of town that people wouldn't believe And, you know, that's where we go out to pick them up because of the ones that are usually the most in need. Those are the ones that are injured or Uh, um, just been struggling on the street. So it's it's hard because, you know, we've had the Super Bowl in Houston and (gasps) Houston's one of the coolest places to come for food and then you take a wrong turn. And all of a sudden you're in like stray dog city and people are like, what?
1: Yes. I mean, truly I had so like no idea that this was a thing. Like I have worked with rescues and shelters where of course someone will come and like dump a box of puppies or like, you know, bring their dog because of the behavioral issues or whatever. Like I've seen those stories and I've had to try to teach myself not to judge that because I don't know their situation. Right. Like I'm always trying to be like, unless I actively see it, I can't really judge why the owner has to like rehome or whatever. But sometimes I'm a little bit like, mm hmm, I, yeah, I
2: know, I know your time. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing here in Houston because you'll drive through a neighborhood where people are barely able to take care of themselves and they'll have litters of puppies. And someone explain it to me with this is like the, the like most. I guess, positive thing in their lives is to have a litter of puppies, but they don't realize that they're contributing mm-hmm. to a huge issue. And these people are in poverty, suffering, they have no resources even for humans. And then you right. go on top of that, a bunch of animals that are eating other dead animals to survive Ugh. that happened not even a week ago. Is wow. why I saw that on my way home, but it's just... <gasps> People here, you know, we need like a thousand spay neuter buses.
1: (laughs) Seriously. I mean, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I want to know like how, where did your love of animals come from?
2: I have loved animals since the day I probably understood what a dog was (laughs) every birthday Christmas everything Uh, they asked me what mom wanted for Christmas I would say mom wants a dog uh, and um, that's what we begged for we begged for a dog and I don't I guess I don't know how that even happens but we I've always loved dogs I would kind of plan my sleepovers only with friends that had animals. Oh, Cause we didn't God. have them until I was older.
0: <laughs> yeah, ah,
1: That's so funny. Oh. I mean, I have a similar story too. You mentioned you, you started kind of rescuing him with your dad. My dad is where I got my love of animals from too. I mean, my dad will literally cry. I've said this on the podcast before when uh-huh. I interviewed him, he will cry at like a Purina commercial. Like <laughs> his heart is just people. No, thanks. Dogs, Animals, yeah. kitties, like his heart is so open, and I think that's what's. It, it was kind of passed down to me, right? Like there are dog and cat people. It's gotta, be, I think genetic. It's it's gotta genetic. be genetic. It's gotta be genetic. And I think what happens is a lot of people, exactly to what you're saying, is like they they have they go get a buy a dog because they're trying to please somebody in the family, or they think it's gonna be you know the family dog or the kids' best friend or whatever, and no one really recognizes the responsibilities and fostering will teach you that. Like whenever oh, yeah. my friends are like, I think I want to get a dog. I'm like foster first, foster different kinds of breeds, yeah. take a cat, take a frigging bunny, just try it out before you go full force. Because what happens? I mean, do you see a rate of like rehoming happening often with dogs or yeah. is it mostly just like behavioral
2: and health coming back? you know, sometimes people, a lot of times that I see people rehoming is usually when they have a kid and the dog's not quite the center of the tension anymore. So yep. that, and sometimes when the dog bites the kid, but
1: yes. I know a lot of people
2: that don't rehome for that reason too. So
1: exactly. And what is
2: this your full-time job? No. So I'm actually an accountant. Um, <gasps> Which pays for dogs. <laughs> oh
1: my God. So you have a yeah. full time job and then you are mm-hmm. able to amass over 700,000 followers on TikTok while rescuing
2: dogs in your spare time. And that's the funny thing because my boss just thinks it's hilarious. Like we're all accounting nerds, you know, yeah. financial reporting. And it's, she'll just always bring up, like, Sam's got a lot of followers on TikTok.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Is that what's that been like for you? Like, tell me the TikTok inspiration and growth and how that's kind of changed your
2: life? <laughs> um, so I'm 35 and I think that I thought TikTok was mostly for kids and dancing yep. and ring lights. And yep. I was like, I'm not buying a ring light. I'm not doing it. I actually bought one. I had to buy Okay. Ah! <laughs> <She came.
1: laughs>
2: but, um, Yeah, I got on and I was like, you know what? 30-second clips telling little dog stories. I already do it on Facebook. I have um, a lot of friends on Facebook that Mm. follow and they donate. And I liked the fact that you could have music with the TikToks and sometimes the music is what really brings out the emotion of the story. And if you pick the right song, that video is really going to speak to a lot of people. I mean, coming from someone who worked (laughs) at Buzzfeed for five years,
1: I know that cats and dogs crush the internet like that Mm -hmm. is the bread and butter, but you're not just doing it for views. You're not doing it for look at this cute thing. You're
2: educating people. Yeah. I want people to know that Houston's definitely like one of the top world-class cities, but we struggle when it comes to homeless pets right. and we would love to have unlimited resources to provide spray, spay neuter to people that want it and can't afford it. And, um, and also sometimes people see that they can adopt the dog from the South and yeah. they live up in the North, say in New York, and all yeah. of our dogs travel from Houston to Wisconsin. Wow. So, and then and then also it's kind of cool being on TikTok because you can kind of help get people to help you name the dogs Aww. and they get really invested in a particular dog's story. story and they want to yeah. see that dog go from like shy, scared to just running around the yard crazy. Yeah. And I, I like telling stories like that. And I like videotaping pretty much everything. So I mean, there's no, well. there's no
1: doubt you're going to hit a million followers soon. And does that blow <laughs> your mind of just like, what do you do with that do you have people reaching out trying to help solve the problem
2: so like some some of the things that come with just like being recognized on tiktok like, we had kelly clarkson reach out <gasps> and we um i did the kelly clarkson show ah! a week or two ago so like, that's, i, that's I have like weeks. five yeah. friends that work on that show that are
1: producers. Oh, You'll probably talk really? to them they yeah that's so a awesome. great show
2: <sighs> Yeah, so they donated a thousand dollars to oh one my of the dogs that um, I posted on TikTok, and um, I, you know, really like working with the Dodo. They tell great stories. Yes, but I'm like, I had told my boyfriend, "Oh, I just want to hit a hundred thousand followers." Like that was oh a lot. Gosh. And then all of a sudden, I had the I had one video that got forty three million views, and it just Ooh! went crazy. Yeah, Over- I, think I showed my boyfriend that last night because I was like, mm-hmm. look at
1: what I. I'm interviewing tomorrow, and which one was it? Was it the one about the dog The House?
2: Yeah, so yeah Tell the audience about, about it. it. So we picked up Boomer right before the freeze in Houston. The temperatures were going to drop down to 17 degrees, and we just can't function in that kind of weather. So George that. and I, my boyfriend and I, decided, hey, let's go pick up as many dogs as we can. Yeah. We have the garage open. Um, as long as they come from the same area, they can stay in the same spot at my house and uh, not risk getting each other sick. So a girl from TikTok told us about like a pack of four dogs that were living at a bank. And that's where oh we went God. out. We took our trap. Yeah. And we picked up Boomer, um, a, another pit bull and um, a, a little short dog. That's really cute. <laughs> and we brought them home. And of course, kind of went through the storm in Texas and then uh. um, started, you know, getting them vetted and figuring out what all they need before they get, ad- get adopted. And we had Boomer, um, out in the front separated and he was outside going to the bathroom and I tried to get him to come back in. And that's when I realized like he didn't, he had probably never lived inside. And so he was so scared and he was being really cute, but now he's inside all the time. Yeah. Yeah,
1: That video just (laughs) captured the hearts of so many people of like you encouraging him to come inside the home. And he was just pawing and not so sure Mm -hmm. and a little sketched out, like totally, I, I love the videos you make. I think they're so impactful in a way that's not preachy or like PETA-y, you know, where you don't make people feel bad about it, which I Mm -hmm. think is, it's an important type of advocacy. Um, So I like totally applaud the work you're doing. I Not have
2: everybody to... wants a rescue dog either. You know, it's okay for people to go to a reputable breeder, but you right, know, reputable. A lot of great, <laughs> yeah. People that have spay neuter contracts, chip, and take all their dogs back. Those are not the people's. We don't find those dogs on the street. No, it's it's like the backyard breeders that are mm-hmm. kind of the problem, right? Oh, big time, or just unplanned
1: litters that that mm. happens all the time. What is the breed you see the most that you
2: rescue? So, I don't rescue a lot of um, pit bulls, but that's what I see the most of on the street. They're the hardest to find fosters for. Yeah. They don't always get along with all the dogs in the house, right. but we have two or three at our house right now. Well, that's what I was um, going to ask. How
1: do you get yeah. any fucking work done with that many dogs at your house? Like, though, so, yeah, I don't have
2: superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really, really awesome dog walker yes. and I've kind of I renovated my entire house. Um, yes. Yeah. So I built a huge kennel on the back. I have a she shed. We have AstroTurf. We have all kinds of stuff. But yeah, we pay some. My boyfriend's also on a split shift. So there's days where I work and he's not working. So he'll take care of the dogs during the week. And then on the days that him and I are both at work, and we're working a longer shift, um, then he will we'll have the dog walker come over and she takes care of them. Uh,
1: That's a, that's a good,
2: that's a good relationship to have. Like your dog walker needs to be like one of us, you know? Well, and she is. She's a big time rescuer, but she also owns a dog walking business. Perfect. And so she's the only one that can handle what I have. I mean, I'll write yeah. a note like I got a new dog and this is <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did she yeah. get and I think that's like God, that's so important. When I started fostering, I had to watch I started following so many dog trainer TikToks because it's so important for people to understand dog body language, Mm -hmm. behavioral issues, knowing that like time is a big part of having a dog's behavior change. Like, I, I, I had to even educate myself on being like, oh, I know when a dog is like putting his head over the other dog's back. That's like a thing of dominance. A little bit. mm -hmm. Yeah. Break it it up. (laughs) Yeah. And so I encourage people to go to TikTok and just like follow some of these trainers, which I know trainers can be a little bit controversial. Like one of my dog trainers said the only thing two dog trainers can agree on is that the other one person is wrong. And I thought that was so funny. But I mean, it kind of ties into what you do. I I have seen hater comments in your videos. Like- (laughs) Hello, I've been on the internet 10 years. I completely understand. Like there's haters fucking everywhere. But I, I feel like the top comment of hater shit I see in your profiles is people being like, that's someone's dog. You're oh stealing dogs. So how do you manage <laughs> that? Like, how do you navigate that?
2: So haters on TikTok are what blow you up. Like <laughs> if you have someone in there arguing in your comments, it's only gonna drive the engagement and the there views. Up. Vis- so I don't I just it I let him ride but um for people that always say oh that dog's owned like I'm in parts of town where people may feed a dog on the street but they don't really own it they they're just trying to kind of feed a couple dogs on the street I I usually typically and you know I'm not putting this on TikTok but I'll walk around and ask hey is this This anybody's dog dog?" and they'll tell me hey he lives at that house down there and I won't take it But, you know, the ones that I have taken, I know they're not anybody's dog. You know, there's been there's been um, a few instances where I did take somebody's dog. And I find out by because we'll go back and ask, or they'll put a flyer up, or we talk right. to someone in the neighborhood and they mention that we took the dog. Well, we get it fully vetted and return it back to them. So, right. and I don't we think ask them to keep it. <laughs> right. And
1: I don't think people see the part where you, the way that you, you can tell by a dog that is being taken care of versus a fucking street dog. Like you mm-hmm. might not be able to see it on TikTok, but when you see it up close, you can see inside the ears, you can see the teeth, you can see the weight, you can see the quality of their, their fur, their their pads like there are things that people online aren't seeing even if the dog has a collar that doesn't mean someone didn't just dump the dog hang on one second
2: no worries Uh, george
1: Play back. Okay, so we're back recording. Hey, maybe I put a little ad right there in that space. Maybe that was like a little ad read. Wasn't that such a great (laughs) ad? Sorry. Um, No, no, no worries at all. We know you are a busy lady. So, where were we? We were talking about even if a dog has a collar, doesn't. Oh yeah. Someone dumped them. Yeah,
2: there's there's signs when you're looking at the condition of the dog that it's obvious that someone's not taking care of it. It's dirty. It has lots of fleas. It's missing hair, and those are not you know, things that they could be charged with neglect, but it's obvious that they're not taking care of the animal. And sometimes people will either let us know that it's their animal and we'll help them with vet care or they'll say, yeah, you can go ahead and take this animal. But, you know, you yeah. can't fit that in a 60-second TikTok. No, so I just I let think, them think that I steal a bunch of dogs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're, the, you're like the Cruella De Vil. You're stealing the dogs. To do what? Make a fur coat? No, bitch. To fucking yeah. help
2: people and, and help the animals yeah. and the dogs. So to I, drive them to Florida and eat ahi tuna.
1: <laughs> yeah, like literally that's where you are right now. You, you told me before we started recording that you're in Florida because you came to drop off a dog. Mm-hmm.
2: Like... I don't
1: understand how this isn't your full time job when you are going to definitely hit a million followers on TikTok. Like, do you plan on ever going full time into this work? I mean, um, if your boss yeah. is listening, never mind.
2: Yeah. But. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I really like my job for TikTok, like, you know, there could be, I guess, opportunities to make money, but that's just an opportunity for me to make money to like spend on dogs. So any, you know, you can monetize to um, a creator fund and all the money that that I've made from that, especially with the video that got a ton that's paid for the surgeries of dogs (gasps) that I picked up. So yeah, I turn around and give it right back to the rescue group because I have a normal job, but um, Uh, that's so fucking humble, man. Yeah, well, and it's expensive. I mean, yep, that's I, what I was going to ask. For every, it's expensive. These, I mean, I've picked up two or three dogs in the last two months that their vet bills are up to five thousand dollars now, and it's not. Life-threatening things, but it's you know yeah. procedures and stuff that they need in order to live a quality yeah. life. But yeah, I TikTok had a foster pays that.
1: I mean, that's incredible. I had a foster that had entropion, where his eyelashes grow. Oh and yeah, die, and the shelter was like, it's not necessary so we can't pay for it and i took that dog the next day to a low-cost vet and was like fucking do it i don't care like this dog needs to be able to see and then he got adopted out four months later and we're still friends and i still get to see him all the time and i love him and the confidants know it's barry barry my old boy and then we had gary and then i want a dog named gary that's you gotta (laughs) and he's gotta be a chunky piece of meat he's gotta be like a, like a really chunky boy. Um, speaking of finances, that was definitely one of my questions is I think people are like, how much does it cost to do what you do? Because you said you're putting everything right back into the dog. So like, are you at a place now where you have enough followers where you're able to maintain like a good
2: steady affordability of, of care? So for, so for just the basics of any dog that we pick up, it's if they need just spay, neuter, vaccinations, microchip, it's usually around $200. Um, wow! Yeah. Just for a healthy dog. That's a healthy dog. That's nothing extra. Holy shit. And, <laughs> I think they do in LA for like 25 bucks. Well, the, the 200 is for the vaccinations, the microchip, a heartworm test, um, Holy
0: preventions,
2: shit. the collar, the, oh my um, God. warmer, It just adds up real quick and if they're if they have heartworms which all of the dogs in texas pretty much have heartworms if they're not kept on prevention Mm. that's anywhere from 300 to 500 dollars to treat so it's like okay (laughs) so when we get a dog that doesn't have heartworms we're excited
1: yeah i know no kidding like especially kittens too (laughs) that's another big thing is like people get kittens and then they're like you sold me a fucked up cat and then i (laughs) said coffee dogs i am so hype to launch the announcement of this sponsor. It is the one, the only, the sustainable, the fashionable, the amazing Poshmark. If you didn't know, I've had a closet on Poshmark for quite a long time now. My username is KD17171717 because when I signed up, that's how long ago it was that I was like, I use zeros and ones. I I don't know. I didn't just use my name like a normal person. But listen, I've been posting clothes there on Poshmark forever. And because I'm about to move, y'all know I am about to clean out my closet and sell some items. I'm going to be adding them soon. So download the app and use my referral code CIPodcast. And you're going to get $10 off your first purchase, baby. That's like a whole outfit on Poshmark. You can get Lululemon, Nike, Louis Vuitton for up to $70 off tons of lightly used or brand new items with tags on Poshmark. I have a ton of stuff with tags that I never wore. They're going up there. It's so easy to use. Make sure you download the app. It's so easy to list. You just snap a few photos and then you add some details about the items you're selling and boom, it's so easy. You guys know that I am adding to my Poshmark closet and there are still a few items for sale. I have made over two Thousand dollars so far on Poshmark, and they have every brand that you can think of. So, download the app now. I know what you're thinking, Kelsey. When did you become obsessed with? bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Confidant, sober girlies. Are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess, zero proof craft mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress-balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or, like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And listeners of Confidently Insecure get $10 off your first purchase. Just enter the invite code CIPodcast when you sign up. That's invite code Podcast my sweet sweet confidants i just had to take a quick second pause on the pod one real quick second just to talk about my most favorite thing which is therapy with my most favorite company which is better y'all know i am constantly preaching about better help which is an online therapy app website you can download right now and get matched with a licensed professional counselor in under 24 hours because i truly truly believe in it. I use it every single week. Shout out to my therapist, Calm. And I also do couples therapy from it. It has made my life so much more manageable during this pandemic. And I want all of my confidants to be able to have that accessibility and affordability, which is why I love BetterHelp because it is more affordable than traditional counseling and on other online competitors. And they deal with all sorts of things like anger issues, LGBT family life, uh, sexuality, relationships, sleeping, trauma, you name it. BetterHelp is there for you and I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash CI. You're going to join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health when you go to BetterHelp.com dot com slash C-I. So when, when there, let's say there is a cost that is like pretty heavy and you don't have the funds to support it. Do you immediately go out to TikTok or Facebook, or do you have a rescue that kind of covers it
2: or? So. So all the dogs that I take in are under rescue a nonprofit so that people, when they donate, they're confident, the money's going straight back yes. to the dogs and then they can claim it on their income taxes as a charitable contribution. But, right. um, any dog that we get, um, we have all the money and the rescue to be able to pay for it. And if it's something that's expensive, then I'll go ahead and make like a fundraiser on Facebook and yeah. link it up on my webpage for people following on TikTok. Yes. People want to donate to a specific dog, then they can go yeah. to my website and they can find the particular fundraiser for what that dog yeah. needs. And so far every dog pretty much has gotten all of the surgeries that they needed yeah. covered by people from Facebook and also, um, a lot of the people on TikTok that see these dogs and like fall in love
1: with them. Well, so the rescue we had talked about was Lola's lucky day Mm -hmm. that you work with a lot, like primarily the most, I'm sure you have your fingers in a bunch of rescues. I'm kind of the same way. I'm like yeah, two hours North, two hours South. Mm -hmm. That's the bubble. Um, does Lola's whoever Lola is just absolutely love the fact that you've been able to spread the word like this. Are they just so grateful that you're able to like make
2: these TikToks and, and expose, yeah, they, uh, they business. love it. I mean, they, when, whenever you run a rescue, like our founder, you just don't have a lot of extra time. So if you have someone kind of on the side doing a lot of creative things yeah. that can get exposure for dogs, then yeah, they love it. They've used it to, um, talk to people about getting our logo on a beer can and we would get 10, per, 10, 10, cents of every can or something.
1: Oh my gosh. But that's like, such a
2: fun, like yeah. fundraiser for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a brewery down in Galveston that they'll donate a particular uh, for they'll put your logo on the can and donate. And oh so he brought up that God. I had a certain amount of followers and that I would absolutely it. <laughs> it's a hundred percent a sales tool. I think they should even put a picture of the dog
1: you're supporting on the beer can. So you can be like, yeah. I want a boomer or O'Reilly or whatever. Uh-huh. Get me in your marketing team. Um, just get <laughs> um, okay. So I want to talk about actually catching dogs because
2: that is primarily
1: (laughs) what like a lot of your content. Well, for me, the most exciting is when I see you with a trap. So like walk me through the process. How do you do it? What's it like vibes? Tell me everything.
2: So in Houston, we have a a page that's called dog trapping and basically it's like a request page for people that know of a dog that needs to be trapped Uh and they have a place for it to go and those are the best ones to trap because all you have to do is catch it and take it somewhere Mm -hmm. they'll handle the rest of it from there as long as they're reputable people not hoarders. but right right. so um usually i can only trap on the weekends because i work during the week but um, my boyfriend and i'll load up the trap with a bunch of sausages Pick up ah! some burgers and we'll go out and try to trap the dog. And you, you know, sometimes you go to get one dog and you leave with three, a couple oh extras. My but yeah, trapping is like, like I'm vegetarian, so I'm not a real big hunter, but I understand the thrill of hunting ah. now because you're sitting there waiting for this door to shut. And once it shuts, almost in every video, it's like, ha. Ah!
1: Yes. Like you no, said, yeah. that's the moment that
2: that changes their life forever. Yep. And they're usually pretty scared. You don't know kind of yeah. if they're going to be normal when you open the trap or it's going to be a week or they're potentially kind of semi feral, which right. is not a huge deal. Those dogs still are great dogs, but um You know, trapping is, you know, sometimes we'll go out looking for a particular dog that people have been feeding, but the best times that, you know, and and a lot of the dogs that we've gotten and posted about on TikTok are typically dogs that we just go out and look around for strays. And we know which parts of town have the most stray dogs running around and we'll just take the trap out with a cage and we'll take a GoPro and, (laughs) um, (laughs) So, yeah, it, and it's always really cool to be able to kind of videotape that live. Yes. We ha- haven't have been able to do that in a while because we've had so many <gasps> yes. dogs, but that's my favorite. is setting up the camera and letting people see kind of process. the process of trapping a dog. And sometimes it's quick and sometimes it can take anywhere up to eight hours to trap oh, a dog. My, that's what I was going to oh, ask. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, I've, stayed the, the yeah, I've stayed the night. Yeah, I've stayed the rest night at Red Stops. Mm-hmm. Trying to catch dogs we have a guy that will dart them so if we can't trap them with two two or three different traps that we have then he'll come out like indiana jones the blow dart and tranquilize them god
1: and like i just have to imagine like when i got barry i was like you must have been the best street dog ever because he you could tell he was from the streets, like when he would meet more like domesticated dogs. Like the first time we put him on a collar, he was like, oh, fuck no, like a leash. He was like, no, absolutely not. And I was like, you were probably like, okay on the street. I mean, you lived with your eyelashes growing into your eyeball for two years of your life. But I don't think people understand how much better their life will be in a loving, comfortable home.
2: And it's just, it's funny that you say that because we'll run into situations where people will be feeding a lot of dogs and we'll come in, you know, I drive a nice SUV and Mm. I'll come in with my trap and they'll think that we're coming just to take all their street dogs. And they think that the dogs out there happy and they don't want us to mess with them. So sometimes it takes a little bit of education on our part to tell them like, this is not a good life for this dog. Right. you know, and that's kind of the hard part is trying to talk some of these people out of giving up these dogs that they've fallen in love with on the street, but they don't yeah. want to actually bring them in. That's I'm like, then adopt
1: them. Like, fucking yeah. do
2: it, bitch. Like, don't complain. Will- <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's always like the rural parts of like the outskirts of Houston right, country. Right. folk, like Full has been living out there for 25 years, you know, like, <laughs> like, no, it hasn't. And but, it needs know,
1: help. It probably has heartworms and it's like fur is falling yeah. off, but like and all off. these
2: dogs that we get, they have pellets in them. They have old fractures that haven't, that have healed them properly. Yeah. sometimes it's frustrating, but you have to kind of put on your nice yeah. face and try to explain to them why this is not a good thing.
1: Well, so you've been doing, I mean, I found you on TikTok probably a couple months ago. What is like the plan? Like, what is the dream? What's the five year, you know,
2: I don't know, I just want to know what's to come with you. I just want my dog's medical bills covered. I want to be able to like, um, pick up a dog. And no matter what it needs, everybody kind of rallies together, there's enough of a following that Mm -hmm. money is not an issue when it comes to fixing some of the dogs that have more complicated, you know, medical issues. Yeah. Like Boomer has a torn ACL, he has heartworms, Ugh. his medical bills are probably closer to uh, probably like 4,500, 5,000 And um all of that's covered you know, through donations, through Kelly Clarkson gave him a thousand dollars because he's super cute.
0: She could (laughs) have covered
2: that whole, she could have covered all of that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she, she donated and everybody from TikTok donated and yeah.
1: No, I mean, uh, it, it seems like it's just getting started, even though this is something you've been doing for a long time. Like social media has that way of propelling people and businesses and causes in a impact, like in a meaningful way, especially like right now. I think after the year we just fucking went through, people are really looking for those impactful, um, you know, places that they can donate and feel good about mm-hmm. it and bring the community together. So I guess my other question is like, how can people and the ones that are listening to this, we have a big audience in Canada, we have a big audience in the UK, like how can people get involved? Maybe not only by donating, but how can they get involved in their communities with, you know, if we don't even know that there's a problem with, uh, strays and, and overbreeding and things like that.
2: I think that sharing sharing some of these stories from especially the south of the United States for awareness is a huge help and, and you know some of the biggest animal supporters just looking at people that send stuff through the wish list mm. are from other countries because these countries are not they they don't have the problems that you know Texas does when it comes to animals and so okay. they're just they're surprised and then they want to support by you know donating food or collars or anything yeah. off the wish list or just to the medical fund so sharing yeah. these stories is good because it brings awareness to people you know that you're in your circle that's not exposed to some of this yeah. you know, what's going on down here it's awful
1: <laughs> I mean I, you know I think when people think of the you know the stray dog market. I don't know what the better word for that is. I think a lot of people think of like the East or like, you know, Asia, parts of uh, China mm-hmm. that have the, the overpopulation and the street dogs. I know Buzzfeed has done a couple of videos about going over there and helping them get to America. And it's like, do you ever feel like it's too much? Like there's too m- much to handle and take on? Like, will the problem ever be fixed?
2: Yeah, I would, (laughs) I would love to never have to rescue another dog. But, you know, they, it's when you're volunteering and giving back, that's kind of one of the things that will make you the most happiest. And so it's sometimes really sad to go through, you know, losing a foster dog that you didn't have for a short amount of time. But, you know, like you said, when you get updates from adopters, and you know (sighs) that you pulled that dog off the street and completely changed the trajectory of this dog's life it's, that's, what's pretty awesome. And so when and you get that touch, on
1: crack, like you get that times a uh, hundred, like, I know how yeah. good I feel about it. You must just be the
2: most fulfilled person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a ton of people. I mean, some of my adopters are the biggest supporters. They're, they're Aww. donating. They're really excited about, you know, helping another dog or adopting another yeah. dog from Texas, but you know, oh. adoption updates are like the best, <laughs> truly. Like,
1: I got a good slew of them over a Halloween, like where they all dressed their dogs up. And it was like mm-hmm. one week, all of them had texted me pictures of all the dogs dressed up, and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm sobbing. And like, I yeah. always know when it's time again to foster. Like, sometimes work will get really crazy, or I'll be out of town, mm-hmm. and it's like, it. it it's videos like yours and you know, other people that I follow that that really call out to my heart and make me go like, okay, if I can just provide it's better that they're here than in the shelter, is how I think about it. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a week or two weeks or a month. And I think that th- that's the other part about people being afraid to get involved in this is because they're like, I would keep them all. I would always keep them on. It's <laughs> like you think you would, because that's how I felt, but if you go in with the mindset that this is not your dog, no matter what, and you are just there to be like the middleman between forever and a shelter, I, that's like what I tell people. Cause I have friends all the time that are like, I don't know how you do that. And I'm like, the first was the hardest. And then now it's like addicting almost exactly what you said. Right.
2: Yeah. It's definitely addicting. And you know, whenever you're fostering, you're basically learning all about this dog to be able to find out what its perfect home is. If they're in the shelter, you don't know if they like to play with toys yeah. or if they're loud in a kennel, you know, you're teaching yeah. them kind of how to live in a home. So you're setting them up for success, success so that they can transition to their next house. And you know, the people are, have a better chance of keeping them because you've kind of fine tuned them a little bit. And
1: it's so <laughs> funny. Like I had to like reel myself in a little bit because I would train the dogs to a point of like, when they would go to their adopters, I'd be like, okay, here's how he functions. This is what he responds to. This is make sure you keep up with this. And they're all like, okay. Like, I think I would go a little too hard on the, the training, but you know, it's like Gary's bilingual now. (laughs) Yes. He only answers to German commands. Um, (laughs) but I wonder how many dogs do you have?
2: I probably I own about six dogs. And then I have a couple of floaters that are just <laughs> badly behaved dogs that so I really want to get adopted, but it's yeah. meant to take a really special person to adopt them. Yeah, But I have six of my own, but any oh given gosh. time, usually about 15. Oh,
1: and I cannot say this enough to the confidants listening. Like, 100% go to TikTok and I'm sure the listeners are just like laughing their asses off because I think the last like 10 to 15 guests I've had have been from TikTok and I talk about how obsessed I am with it and like that's how I find everyone in making new friends so like shout out to TikTok but seriously go follow Sam's TikTok because it will bring out something inside of you that You'll be learning. You'll feel empowered. You'll feel happy. You'll want to share it. It's, it's. You're just such a good person. Do people tell you that all the time? Do you ever get sick of hearing that? Yeah.
2: No, I, I, no, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a good person, but I'm also Scorpio, so I can kind uh, of, you know, I kind of speak up when I see things that are happening in the rescue world that I don't agree with. And so there's a lot of people that probably would disagree with you.
1: Oh well, fuck <laughs> they them. Think I'm kind of mm-hmm.
2: spicy. Yeah. Well, good. You have to be,
1: I mean, like as a woman yeah. on the internet, you kind of have to be a little spicy and I applaud you for, you know, also using it to propel your business. I think that's really smart. Um, like wrapping up here, cause I've already had you for this long. What is something people can do to help with the situation like in Houston? Is it kind of figure out if your community has that same straight dog problem and start trapping and like hit you up for tips or is it, you know, concentrate on the big cities that have this problem? What's the best way for people to get involved?
2: So, if you want to get involved in just helping animals, rescuing animals, your local shelter probably would love for you to come and walk dogs. Um, yeah, they love it. The dogs love to get out. Being in a shelter is not easy. Wow. Um, so, the the one of the humane societies that we work with up north is called the Dodge uh, Dodge County Humane Society and they always have yeah they have a bunch of dog walkers come and there's a girl up there that I'm obsessed with and she loves to jog the dogs and these dogs are going on two mile runs and they're just Uh. in heaven so yeah I mean if you're a runner there's a ton of dogs at any shelter every city state has a shelter and these dogs are dying to get out and go for a walk learn manners you know um if you are allergic to dogs, you could always help transport them to different places. Yes. You could run a tick tock for a rescue. If you oh. love video editing rescues would love to have help with, you know, yes, putting together promotion. a video. Oh yeah. That's probably the biggest thing. I mean, I always joke that, you know, I'm not the, I'm not like one of the only or biggest rescuers in Houston, but I'm very good about, posting about it. We have so many people in Houston that do a lot of things and don't even mention or post about it. We have a lot of great dog trappers here. Wow. Yeah. I mean that I
1: didn't even think about it, that there were like more people out there like you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, come on, man, you got to get on TikTok, like make a video, but not everybody's as creative or you know, you you have to pick the right music too. That's hard. That's a job in (laughs) itself. I know running
1: social media is like a full-time job. That's why I have two lovely women. Hi, Brooke and Autumn. They run my social media account for this podcast and I could not do it without them. It's like, I'm just so shocked that you have a full-time job and you do all of this and and I hope continued success. I can't wait to see where you grow. I have no doubt you're going to hit a million. And then like And then what happens? I have no idea, but I'm so excited to follow your journey. And I thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and travel schedule to educate us a little bit and tell us a little bit more about what you do.
2: No, thanks for having me. I love talking about dogs. (laughs) You're the kind of person I just want (laughs) in
1: my life. I love talking about dogs, period. (laughs) Um, So where, (laughs) where can people find you and how can they donate?
2: So I have a, my website matches my TikTok handle. So I have a website, to streetlifetothesweetlife.com. And you can find everything there. You can find my Facebook page, my email address, the rescue groups website. It has every, um, every adoption partner that I work with. So my dogs go to certain places to get adopted. You could look up and apply to adopt any of the dogs through um, the, the websites that I have linked up there. Oh my gosh, this is great. It's like a landing. It's like a one-stop shop landing page. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I hope we see some adoptions happen through this. I think it would be so cool. And it's good to know that you adopt out of state too.
2: Yeah, so most of the places that I adopt to are in Wisconsin or Minnesota. That's that's usually where most- The the partners that we work up there, they they don't have a lot of dogs like they do in Texas. So the people up there are more willing to adopt dogs with issues or black dogs or chihuahuas, as opposed to down south. Everybody wants a perfect little dog that you know is fluffy. Can I say
1: something (laughs) controversial? I think we should just stop with the little white, crusty fucking dog <laughs> motherfuckers. I've never I, bad I was I was. a t- Yes, I was attacked by one as a kid. So I have like this horrible stigma and I can't believe I'm even talking shit about any kind of dog. But listen, it's my truth. I was attacked by one, <laughs> one of those like little poodly, crusty motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I just think we should just stop. Stop it just stop it. Let's let them,
2: they need to stop doodling everything.
1: Everything's (laughs) got to be doodled. No. (laughs) Yeah. At home. We say we have a York shit. It's a Yorkie shit too. He was, -hmm. he was like a rehome, but I like coming up with the names like the Corgi doodles or the Husky fucking lab mix. I mean, I saw, I saw the craziest dog yesterday. I saw a golden retriever Basset hound It had the body shape of a Basset hound with the long ears, but it was all gold. And I was like, what am I looking at? This
2: is fucking crazy. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. I just went on a tangent. (laughs) In Houston, they have a lot of things called Bassadors. Oh, they're Basset Labradors. But yeah, that's kind of a cool name.
1: (laughs) Maybe that's something. So maybe that's like a common thing. I mean, out here in Mm -hmm. LA, it's all Frenchies and little (laughs) dogs and then Huskies, which I think is insane because it's like 90 degrees. It's hot. Yeah. That is probably the dog we see the most in the shelters I volunteer at is like Huskies. And they're high maintenance. Here's one of my rescue animals right here. This is Leo. He's a cat though, not a dog. I used to be a big (laughs) cat person because I couldn't handle a dog, but now I'm older and stronger and wiser and I can do dogs now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Awesome, Sam. We love cats too.
1: Yeah, thank you so much again. And uh, Confidants, make sure to check out Sam's TikTok. Again, that's at street life to the sweet life. And don't forget to rate this five stars. If it's less than five stars, please don't rate it at all because I'm very sensitive. Speaking of sensitive, the merch is out. You can find that linked below. I love the sweaters and the candles. They are my favorites. And we will see you next week. Bye.